Soul Wealth, wealthy conversations that nurture the soul. Get ready for an enlightening conversation that will nurture your soul and help you live your best life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Vicki Johnson. Welcome to the Soul Wealth Radio Show. I am your host, Dr. Vicki Johnson, here on 96.3 HD4 and DCRadio.gov. Here on the Soul Wealth Radio Show, we have wealthy conversations that nurture the soul. And I am just so grateful that I get to have these powerful conversations with some incredible people that are inspiring, insightful, illuminating. And the well oil machine, I like to say, is run by my amazing producer, Shane, and our GM, Max. And without them, this would not be what it is. So I, I am shouting them out with gratitude and working my way to 350 episodes. I tell you, it is an amazing experience for me to be able to have these conversations. My guest today is also known as Candice Wrights. She is the founder and CEO of Restorative Minds Therapeutic and Wellness Services in Bowie, Maryland. She is a mother, author, minister, board-certified licensed social worker, a psychotherapist, a suicide survivor, production therapist, and a United States Air Force veteran. Girl, when do you sleep? Don't answer that yet. <laughs> She's a graduate of Bowie State University with a bachelor's degree in psychology and a graduate of Howard University, HU, you know, uh-huh, with a master's degree in social work. With more than 10 years experience, she specializes in providing mental health services through advocacy, consulting, education, and clinical support. She's offered her services to corporate agencies, military veteran organizations, production companies, public and private schools, BIPOC communities, and faith-based assemblies. She is multifaceted. She's the author of Breathe, Rest, Reflect, Reset, and Woman of God, a 60-day devotional. As a storyteller in literature, a lover of film and television, and a therapist, her interest in the arts and her desire to see people have fulfilling lives have intersected, as she believes that's what we see and hear may be therapeutic and that music and film is a healing source. She's garnered notoriety as an in-demand licensed mental health professional and speaker, and she frequently speaks about faith, mental health, and her message of hope and restoration. She has worked as a production therapist on BET Hers for what it's worth, supporting and promoting optimal wellness for the cast and crew and spearheading mental health initiatives at the nexus of film and mental health. She facilitates prominent mental health dialogues on the campuses of Howard and Yale universities. She's been recognized as one of the top 100 mental health professionals by the Boris L. Henson Foundation, founded by Taraji P. Henson, and one of Upscale Magazine's top 40 under 40. She is a psychotherapist at Totally Whole Counseling Services in Baltimore, Maryland. She supports and guides clients on their healing journey, providing therapy to adolescents and adults, working through but not limited to anxiety, depression, grief, suicidality, and trauma. 
As the CEO of Restorative Minds Therapeutic and Wellness Services, her company promotes mental health competency through education, training, coaching, and consulting. My guest resides in Maryland with her two sons, Bryson and Braxton. Welcome to the Soul Wealth Radio Show, Candice Washington. Listen, MSW, comma, LMSW. Thank you so much for having me. It's just such an honor and a blessing to be here. I'm so, so thank you. Thank happy you. you are here. What yeah. was it like listening to your bio? Um, As I was listening, I just kept saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because just, you know, a few short years ago, back in 2019, I didn't even see, see this, you know? So as I was listening, I'm saying, wow, God, you do great things. Great things. Yeah, you do great things. And he's doing great things and a great work through me. And it's an honor. So just listening to that, I just have so much gratitude. Can you believe it? Sometimes I can, if I'm honest. Sometimes I can. Sometimes God has to remind me of his promises and said, believe what I say. Believe what I show you. And it's going to come to pass. So sometimes I have to remind myself that I'm walking in so many, so many answered prayers. I think it's phenomenal that there is this intersectionality of all of your gifts and talents. Like you are a unicorn. Mm, I've never heard it that way. Thank you. You are a unicorn to be able to integrate all of who you are, the good, the not so good, the Mm -hmm. positive, the not so positive, Mm -hmm. to turn that into power. Yes. And into a meaningful, Mm. meaningful practice Mm -hmm. and career and business. Like you are living the dream. I think you are living what so many aspire to. Yes. And you're so young, which is <laughs> which is powerful to me because I've been in the entertainment industry on some level, music, media, sports, yeah. for over 40 years. Hmm. And so when people meet me, it's hard to explain mm-hmm. <laughs> what I do. That's why yeah. I'm just Vicky, right? Yeah. But for you to be able to articulate it and then package it in a way that you can offer it mm-hmm. as a service to others is powerful. And you've served in the military. Yes. So thank you for your service. Thank you so much. Thank you thank for you. that. Yeah, my brother is also um, an Air Force veteran. Yes. You know, you hear Army often, Marine, but Air Force. Air Force. Not so, not so often, particularly for black women. And Candace, I take the time to read your bio in totality because I think it's important that you hear it. Hmm. And it's so interesting that you said that, Dr. Vicky, because as I was sitting here, I was thinking, wow, she's about to read the entire <laughs> thing. But I needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. I needed to be to be reminded of my journey. Yeah. And knowing that no experience, no trial, no tribulation was in vain. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing is wasted. Nothing ever. Nothing is ever wasted. And the proof is right there. It is that right God here. God really can just turn everything around and work it out for our good. Always. And that's what he's doing. Always. So frequently when you are a woman on purpose, as you are, you know, we're so busy working in it mm-hmm. and working on it that we rarely get to look at it. 
just take it in. And take it in. That's and why I, I read your bio. Yeah, and I don't think I, <laughs> I, I do that enough. Mm-hmm. I don't just sit in it enough and take it in. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank where she's you for gonna, that. Candace is going to share where you can connect with her yeah. online and, and her website soon. But can I tell you, you take some fabulous headshots. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, this thank girl you. is beautiful. Thank you. Just fly. Thank you. And it's something that you said about gifts is that, you know, even when I was listening, my five-year-old self was saying, thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you for not giving up on us. Because a lot of the gifts that I am now utilizing, the seed was planted Mm -hmm. in my childhood. I saw this before I saw it. And even though life, and I know we're going to get into it, took, you know, had me going through my little detours, Mm -hmm. God always put me back where I was supposed to go and I'm, you know, where I'm supposed to be at. So I'm just thankful for the journey. Yeah, I'm I'm thankful for your journey, too. So here's a question for you. Mm -hmm. Share a moment Mm -hmm. in your life, from any period in your life, that after it happened, you knew your life would never be the same. Hmm. 2019, 2019, December 2019 was my third suicide attempt. Mm. Um, I attempted to take my life at 16 again in my 20s while I was serving. And then 2019. And during that moment, I was (laughs) from the outside looking in, you like Candace is out here killing it. You know, I was a mom of two, a minister. By that time, I had my master's in social work from Howard. I was doing the things. Mm -hmm. I was doing the things. But there were things that were going on internally that I never dealt with. And again, this was the third time. And I said, God, why do I keep battling with this spirit of death? Why do I keep going back here? He said, Candace, you never healed from it. You just learned how to survive it. Mm -hmm. You learned how to survive. I want you to live. I want you to not just merely exist. And we do a good job at masking our pain. We do a good job at suffering in silence and not putting language on our pain. And during that moment, because I I planned it out, I planned it out. And I remember it was around Christmas. I was going through a divorce at the time as well. So my children, they were with their father. I was by myself. And we see it in film, television all the time. Devil on one side, angel on the other side. But that's what was going on in my mind. Saying, you're not, you don't, you don't need to live anymore. Everybody will be okay. Everybody will be okay. And in that moment, I received a picture. And it was a picture of my boys. They were smiling. They was happy. One side of my brain was saying, see, they'll be happy without you. They'll, they'll learn. They'll be hurt for a little bit, but they'll learn how to live without you. And on the other side, God said, the pain that you're going to feel is being now projected onto them. The pain that you're experiencing, you're going to project that onto them. And you see them smiling now, but they still need you. And in that moment, I said, God, I want to live. I want to live. But teach me, show me your way and how to heal through this, not anyone else's way. And I was, you know, masking that pain with alcohol. So now here I am about to celebrate four years of sobriety. Congratulations. And I thank you. Hold on. Don't be running past that. Take that in. Yeah. 
That's important. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Because and I learned how to sit mask in it. that because yeah. that's building muscle memory and strength for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. So congratulations. Thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I realized that I didn't want to take my life. I just wanted the pain to stop. And it was through my faith mm-hmm. in therapy that God showed me, I'm not disappointed in you. I'm not angry at you. I just want to love on you and show you how I want you to heal. And it was in therapy that I was introduced to the story of Elijah from a different, you know, different lens. Not the prophet, Mm -hmm. but the man Mm -hmm. to see that he was depressed. He was suicidal. And he said, God, I had enough. And I think we've all had moments where we said, Lord, I had enough. You may not have been at the point where I was or Elijah was that you want to take your life. But we've all had moments where you said, Lord, I've had enough. And the way God responded. It really lifted something else up within me to see God in his divine nature with care and tenderness and kindness. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, Elijah, but look at all the miraculous works I've done. He didn't say any of that. He said, come on, let me feed you. Let me give let me give you some rest. He attended to his physical needs first, because when you're dealing with any type of mental and emotional exhaustion and spiritual exhaustion, it manifests itself within your body. He was exhausted. Mm -hmm. So in order for God to get to his mental, his emotional and his spiritual needs, he had to first tend to his physical needs. Then God said, come, come get away with me. We don't know how long Elijah got away with God. And I think that that is so important because it shows us not to compare our journeys. Absolutely. You, it may take you six months. It may take me a year. It may take you three years. We can't compare because we don't know the pain. We don't know the experiences. And I said, God, when he got there, he asked the question that now as a therapist, I ask my clients in our intake sessions, um, tell me about yourself, your journey, what led you to this point? God said, why are you here? I said, God, why would you ask him that? You're God. You already know this man is depressed. You already know. He said, Candace, I wanted to give him the opportunity to put language on his pain. I wanted to give him the opportunity to know that I hear him, that I see him and that I care about him. And for me, it gave me the breath that I needed to say, it's okay not to be okay. And that God still loves me and that he doesn't change his mind about anything, anything. He just wants me to be well. He wants us to be well. That's so good. What was some of the pain that you had learned to live with? Mm-hmm. Instead of surviving, and I want to—I'm I'm going deeper here yes. because it is important that those listening mm-hmm. maybe resonate. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when you're in pain like that, yeah, that gets you to that point. Mm-hmm. You think you're the only one. You think you're the only one. What were yeah. some of the experiences that you had that you had not healed from. Yeah. And this is going to touch on the work that I do now, even as a production therapist and in the intersection of mental health and the arts. But childhood, Mm. sexual trauma, I've witnessed a lot of physical abuse. Um, I saw a lot of women in my family, you know, be beaten by the men Mm -hmm. that was supposed to love them Mm -hmm. and protect them and care for them. Um, To the point that I can still remember at the age of five, vivid memories, vivid memories. And, you know, trauma and abuse, it it changes your functionality. It changes how you think. It changes how you feel. It changes how you see, how you move. It changes you. And 
those experiences left an imprint on me. Mm-hmm. And because in a lot of our homes where we're taught that what goes on in this house stays, stays this house. here mm-hmm. and children are supposed to be seen and, and not heard. I didn't know how to articulate the pain. So I went to what I knew, which was the arts. Mm-hmm. That was my first healing tool. Before I developed my own relationship with God, before I knew the gifts and the the calling on my life, before I knew any of that, I had a journal, I had a pen, I had a stereo, and I had a television. And I used the arts as a way to shift my reality, to go into these stories, to go into these books, to go into these films. It gave me my joy. It gave me my laughter. It gave me solace. And I learned how to create stories and write them out. And that is that was my first. That's how I met God. Mm-hmm. It's through the arts. And I use that to really not only math, because I didn't have the language. So arts gave me my language and gave me the words that I didn't know how to use. But it also taught me how to suffer in silence mm. and how to live with that. So as I got older, the suffering was still there, but I had more access. Yeah. So if I'm very transparent, as I got older into my adolescent years, I used sex as a way to heal. Then I started using alcohol mm-hmm. as a way to heal. Mm-hmm. Then I started using my accomplishments as a way to heal. But I really wasn't healing anything. As a way to <laughs> heal what really hide, yeah, right? I was which, hiding in plain sight. Which is so fascinating about this intersection mm-hmm. of therapy and film mm-hmm. and production mm-hmm. and mental and emotional health support. Yeah. Because being in this space, as long as I have, it's also an escape. It is for many. <laughs> For many. Yeah. I um, hear it all the time. Musicians, vocalists, actresses, actors, writers, Mm -hmm. authors. It's an escape. Like, Mm -hmm. let me get out of my reality into somebody else's else's. or something that's not real so I don't have to feel it for whatever amount of time. Mm -hmm. And the quagmire for so long, which is why I'm so excited about what you're doing, is that when they come back to themselves... They need someone to sit with and them. And no journey. one has been there. Yeah. Which is why you mm. see people who outward facing, you know, you're so surprised when they successfully mm-hmm. take their lives because you're like, but they were so happy. Yeah. They were so giving. They were so loving. They yeah. were this or that. Yeah. And so I, I think it's powerful. I think the first time I saw transformation and production marrying together was on Fix My Life. With Iyama, yeah, right. That, yeah, that real. It's reality TV, but her approach to transformation mm-hmm. in the midst of let me show you the ugly, mm-hmm. and let me show you what it's going to take mm-hmm. to get to a different place. Yes. And so walking on that same trail, like I don't, I I know people who worked with her who work mm-hmm. with her now. And when Loretta Wilson, hey, Loretta. Hey, Loretta. Uh, Bold Move Media. <laughs> um, when she mentioned that you were working with her on the set of this latest film that you all just completed. Yeah. I was like, here we go. Yeah. Long overdue Seated. and on time. 
right? Long yeah. overdue and, and on time. On time because yeah. now people understand. Yeah, the, the necessity of it. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. That backstory yeah. and just some of that journey. What's a lesson that you have learned? What share one of your greatest lessons that you have learned? I think my greatest lesson and it's it's actually marked on me is to breathe. Mm. And it was after my attempt I had got this breathe and it's a semi calling right here. Mm. Um that I could have ended, but I decided to take a pause. I could have put a period there, but God said, no, 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 no. That's good. You have more, you have more life to live, right? And, you know, Dr. Maya Angelou, she, she has this quote that I just love that once healing takes place, you go out and heal somebody else. I never would have thought I was going to be a therapist. I love people. I, I love people. I love the arts. I love the films. But it's just amazing to me to see how God is intersecting all of my gifts, all of my passions, my love for people, my love for the arts, to read stories, to see people whose story may never be told by them, but they see it, they hear it. So to see all of that, it's just a constant reminder, just keep breathing, just to keep going. And as long as I keep breathing, it sends a message to my brain that if I have breath in my body, that means I have a pulse. And if I have a pulse, that means God still has a plan. And if he has a plan, that means I have a purpose. And since I'm still breathing, that means I, I still have a purpose. I'm not Hold done on, yet. Girl. Hold on. I'm not done yet. Pause. That's so good. That's powerful. And somebody listening needed to hear that. Yeah. That's why I want to do the pause because you dropping gems. <laughs> you dropping gems and bombs and diamonds <laughs> and love notes. <laughs> but it's needed because, you know, even when you think about the film um, that I'm working on, and again, shout out to you, Loretta, um, for what it's worth. She sees the importance of knowing that, you know, this is more than just a film, it's a movement. Mm -hmm. And knowing that the arts has so much power and influence. I believe that there's healing in what we see and what we hear and to see mental health, especially in our community, to see it, you know, depicted in a light that you're not accustomed to. A lot of times you think about mental health, people think about bipolar and schizophrenia and suicidal ideation, but not seeing that sometimes we can have things, experiences in our childhoods that we never dealt with. And then when we become adults, it shows up in anger. And yeah. we see this like angry black man, angry black woman. And it's just like, did anyone just take a moment to just sit with him or her to see what they're carrying? Did anyone just say, hey, how are you doing? What happened? Yeah, that's one of my questions. I was going to say, you know, I don't ask people what's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. I ask people what happened. Yes. What happened to you? Right? It disarms them. It, it does. It dis that's a whole... Mm -hmm. it what? What happened to you? What happened to mm -hmm. you? And I think it's important because even when you think about, you know, because I support the cast and crew too, people see, to your point that you made earlier, people see lights, camera, action, but they don't see the tears and the pain that they're experiencing behind the scenes. Or what it took to and get what to it work that day. To, yes. <laughs> yes. And they're That's dealing everybody. with their own personal yeah. experiences and mm -hmm. then they have to shift and show up fully into someone else's joy, into someone else's this pain and depict that for us. Yeah, and then most of the time execute somebody else's vision. Yes. Right? And you have to have capacity. 
yeah. to do that. You are so good. Yeah. You, 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 your, your inbox is going to blow up after this. I'm just <laughs> speaking that. Like People will be that. looking for you. You, like I said at the beginning, you're like my unicorn. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it's needed. And to see how, you know, the entertainment industry, like you said, it's on time. We see it, you know, just with the color purple that's coming out, having psychotherapists on set because you're telling stories of trauma and brutality, having, you know, just like for what it's worth. When you are depicting different mental health themes, you don't know what it takes someone in their own lives to get into that character and what they have to maybe push, suppress to the side. So when they come off to have that emotional and mental support and have the tools accessible to say, you don't have to, you know, look, we have a production therapist right here for you, for us. Yeah, and I love that it's being normalized and it's being normalized in a context where people often pretend yeah, yeah. <laughs> that they often pretend. So that's the joy that it brings for me as we are um, winding down here because I could talk to you forever I know, and I ever and ever. Forever. And we can just and we will get together <laughs> again. I have a couple more questions. Who inspires you? I inspire me. I love it. I don't think I've ever said that before. I love it. I don't think I've ever said that before. Um, mm, I just... <laughs> Tears about the flow, y'all. I never said that before because for so long I've always looked to others. I always watched others. Um, that could be the therapist in me looking at behaviors and seeing, wow, the strength it must have took her to accomplish that after what she experienced. The strength it must have took you to go through what you did and, and to just see how you are out here just living life to the fullest. But now I'm in a season where I'm I'm looking within for the first time, where oh, my cool. voice, along along with God's, God's voice is louder than mine. But for the first time, my voice is louder and I'm looking at my wounds and I'm kissing them. I'm looking at my scars and I'm loving on them and I'm looking at my journey and I can't give anyone else the credit. But God, I'm proud of me. I, I, I inspire myself now. Because I know that I didn't want to be here. So mean. Yeah. I love that answer. And I'm done. <laughs> like, I have no more questions because we need to sit in that and yeah. honor that. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. What a point of growth and expansion and healing and healing yeah <laughs> yeah 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 to see yourself on the other side mm-hmm. and to see how god just says candace i want you to go here i want you to speak there he could have called anyone he said but i trust you I trust you. And, you know, there's, you know, the scripture in the Bible that talks about it was good that I was afflicted. Okay. I can now say that with full confidence and knowing it was for my good because I wouldn't be where I'm at now and where I'm going if I didn't experience that. And you would not resonate with the people that are looking yes. for you. Yes. Because there there are people looking for you. Yes. And so yes. I'm excited about that. I am proud of you. Thank you. For showing up for you. Yeah. And standing in your truth. 
with boldness and with courage. Yeah. And with compassion. Yeah. Because suffering breeds compassion. Yes, it does. When you get to the other side of it, you have yes, compassion. Yes, it does. Girl, I love you, Candace. I love you. Washington. I love you. Also known as Candace Wright, and that's double U-R-I-T-E-S. Candace yes. Wright. How can our listeners connect with you? Yes, so I am on social media, Instagram, at Candace Wright, C-A-N-D-A-C-E-W-R-I-T-E-S. You can also connect with me at CandaceWrights.com and Restorative Minds with an S, wellness.com. And also look out for the movie For What It's Worth. It will be airing August 26th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on BET Her. Thank you so much. Thank you. For being here. And I invite you all to visit my website, vickijohnson.com. That's V-I-K-K-I johnson.com. I am on most social media platforms at all things Vicky, and that's V-I-K-K-I. I also have a YouTube page, all things Vicky Johnson. Listen, soul wealth is your birthright. It is your inheritance. So I invite you to go out into the world, live with passion, live your truth, live with intention. Don't end it. Mm-mm. Push pause. Push pause. And breathe. As Candace said, thank you again. Thank you. For being here with us on 96.3 HD4 and DCRadio.gov. Listen, everybody, go out into the world. Live full so you can die empty. Until next time, peace. You've been listening to Soul Wealth, wealthy conversations that nurture the soul with Dr. Vicki Johnson. Soul Wealth is not just a brand. It's a lifestyle of vision, compassion, authenticity, abundance, and legacy created one conversation, one choice at a time. For more information, visit VickiJohnson.com or click on soulwealth at dcradio.gov.